This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always scum. Rebel scum. Well, it's just been announced. Star Wars Episode 10 is slated for arrival December 2021. It's going to follow the exploits of Luke Skywalker and his son Starkiller. They're going to be traveling with Ray Kenobi and Finn Fett. Could you imagine if they did? Do you think fans would be happy if they were just, if they just did the, every like crowd, uh, fan service thing imaginable? Just be like, you know, I just, everyone's connected and I'm just joking. Uh, that would be brutal. Brock, how you doing? Okay, Harry. <laughs> Just rambling because you made me start. This is your your shtick is starting this thing. I was not prepared for this, and now I feel like uh-huh. I'm thrown under under the Millennium Falcon as it takes young Chewie <laughs> to school. Um, but you're Brock. I'm James. Episode two hundred three of the <laughs> Rebels Come Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Boom. Shaborn. Yeah. Thanks Shaborn. for coming out. Yeah, but you know how we should. Good night, actually, everybody. Boom. But we're done. You know how we should actually start the show is is our good friend, friend of the show, mm-hmm. Ray Park. Um, we did a show on Friday and unleashed <laughs> on Friday where he posted on on his Instagram account, "Meet me on Dathomir," and like he had the the sculpt, the Darth Maul sculpting, and then uh, again on on Monday he posted it, or Sunday or Monday he posted again. Where he's in full getup, but he also have a, has like a stunt double or someone there with him also in gear. And he says, always two there are or something. And he really seems to be trolling fans with the return of Darth Maul. And I, whether or not, you know, it leads to anything, I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm so down with, with more Darth Maul, even if it is just on Ray Park's personal Instagram page. Uh, yeah, like, it's it's cool and stuff like that, but, like, I don't know. Um, I, I even saw an article on it. It's like, he's guaranteed that they're coming back. He's like, has he? Or is he just no. posting pictures? I mean, it's too, it's too, like, the picture's cool. Don't get me wrong. Love Keep it. posting it. But, like, you know, Mark Hamill posts stuff about, you know, Carrie Fisher. It's not like, oh, but the way we're making it's like, well, no, this is from back in the day. So it's like, give a little bit more clarity, but I don't know. Or just, I don't know. I I only know this stuff because you and send I, it to I me because I, I don't care. I just find it fun Twitter, he's so. posting more Darth Maul stuff. I am all in on more Darth oh, Maul. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, and like I said, like we went to his panel at Celebration. It was a lot of fun. He had his little school. Uh, you know mm-hmm. the, the issues whenever the hell they I can't honestly said this on Friday I don't time means nothing to me so I don't remember when those issues cool. were um, and then obviously you know the whole Mandalorian actor actress fiasco that happened over the last little while it seems like he's kind of like 
you know, putting out the f- putting out the flames a little bit by giving fans a little bit more Darth Maul. As you keep saying, they're all in Disney Lucasfilm. They're all in on Darth Maul. They're going to give us all the Darth Maul. And he seems to be aware of that enough that he'll throw that in our faces to kind of give us a nice, a nice, fun, positive distraction from the chaos that surrounds it. And I am all in on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, it's uh, it's interesting because it's sort of like I don't know. It's just interesting. Yeah, I'm like it's exciting. I'm like, oh wow. It's it's exciting <laughs> without being exciting. I don't know. I just I don't know what to feel anymore. Yeah, it's like it's not even a matter of like what 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 will Star Wars? What does Star Wars want to do? Like it's it now. It's just like well, you know, COVID. So everything's kind of slowed down. Yeah. So it's like, well, I don't want to get excited about anything until something actually gets. Well, they shot. I think Book of Boba Fett is completely done now. Like they are done shooting that mm-hmm. thing. Mandalorian, I believe, is sometime in April. Obi Wan Kenobi seems to be in LA at sometime in May, I believe. Casting Andor is, I believe, on its way. A lot of fun stuff happening in Star Wars, with or without COVID. It's happening. Uh, it, it. I just, I just have a lot of fun. You know, seeing like I said, seeing the Darth Maul, and I like that behind the scenes stuff. And you don't need to be so, you know, zeroed in on that is the behind the scenes of the Obi Wan show. It doesn't need to necessarily be that. It doesn't claim that, you know. And 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 if he was in the Obi Wan show, and it was a surprise appearance, which again they would kind of have to recreate the Rebel scene, uh, which we talked about in the last last show. But do you think? Lucasfilm would allow him to post that picture right now. He would probably be silent. If he did anything that would be like Sith related or Maul related, it would be him doing martial arts and being like, I love the Sith life, like something very subtle like that without hinting to an appearance of, of Darth Maul. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, we should keep tabs on this or, or not keep tabs. Just remember that, like, this down the line. Like, I was just, it, it makes me think of like WandaVision, where like Evan Peters is now in that show as Quicksilver, even though he exists in the Fox version of Quicksilver. So it's like, but that wasn't overly surprising because they announced he was in that show months ago. And it's like, well, who else could he possibly, if you're going to put a character in a show that has characters related to Quicksilver, uh, is he going to be Quicksilver? Like he shows up, and it's cool how he shows up in the show, and I love that show. But it wasn't that like shocking. You're like, yeah, um, he, he was the so like that's incomparable. Incomparable to Darth Maul, it's just sort of like get excited, and then they're like, oh, perhaps he'll be in this. I don't know. Like, I guess it's hard to say. Like, he could pop up in a lot of things, so I don't know. Uh, he could be the big bad in Andor. Wait, yeah, he could. He could. I'm not saying he is, but mm. like it's a time period. Yeah. It works out in that time period. Like, if who knows what that show's about? I'm guessing that show is not about uh, getting yeah. plans for the Death Star. So, you know, the only other thing it could mm-hmm. be about is maybe like you know the the beginning of the rebellion. It's probably going to be an adulty version of rebels i guess to a point you know in some ways where he's going to join the rebellion because he's been in that war since he was six years old um but but really crime lords are ruling the outer 
outer rim of the galaxy right now. And that's so, so if you're going to fit Maul on a show, casting in, let's not, let's not sleep on Andor. Yeah. Let's not sleep on Andor. Unless yeah, it's so Andor, whatever. Which I would sleep on Andor with the Ewoks and we would have a party, yeah. bonfires, be a good time. Yeah. To the six moons of Endor, how many moons it is? The forest moon of Endor. It is a forest moon, yeah. You know, not, I don't think a lot of people know that Endor is a forest. Like, casuals are like, it's a planet. They just, they don't know it's a moon. And and to that point, they do not care. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, no one cares that it's a moon, not a planet, because it's basically a planet. Anyway, uh, but yeah, don't sleep on Darth Maul is really... Um, don't sleep on Maul and, and Andor. I don't think, I, like, if you if this was a Never Tell Me the Odds, my odds would be very low of him appearing in Andor. But at the same time, they could also, here's, here's an idea, they could also use Andor as a way to tie into uh, Han Solo spinoff shows as well. Like the Solo movie. Yeah, yeah. Like they could take aspects of the Solo movie is what I'm saying and have Andor kind of yeah. intersect with those elements. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's so much just, I don't know. It's it's Ray Park. It's hard to... Oh, he's not in anything. Taken completely seriously. No, I know, but it's like, uh, yeah. Here's a, has Warwick Davis appeared on The Mandalorian? I don't think he has. He has not, has he? I don't think so. I feel like he's got to show up. I think um, whether he shows up on Mandalorian season three, four, whatever, I don't know. But I, I, you gotta believe that Filoni will throw him in, maybe in a Soakers. Like he's gonna throw him in on something because he's been a part of everything Star Wars, um, except for the first, the original two movies. And you, they could, you know, if they bring him in season three of the Mandalorian, that would be kind of, you know, he shows up in the third Star Wars movie. Now he shows up in the third season of the TV show, which kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Maybe he's just busy. I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> he was but, the uh, original. That'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think, of, like, who's in there that's, like, short? Jawas, I guess. Like, that's, like, the only really short character, I, I guess. guess. Quill. But... It could have been Quill. Um uh, yeah, anyway, so no, yeah. who knows what's going on, but Ray Park's clearly having fun. I think it's more of a diversion from the negativity that's been going on in the world of Star Wars fandom on the social medias, and he's just kind of like, here's some joy, look oh, at this, remember when we enjoyed Star Wars, remember when we liked it, let's, let's enjoy it. I think that's more of what it is. It's also good PR for him after, you know, the, what he mm. went through, so there's all of that, too. Yeah. For sure, but uh, friggin' stop it, Ray! It's like, oh, he's he's got so many pictures; they're all coming up. How many more hypotheses do we have? Out? Man, your internet's so hey, delayed. I know I'm t- I'm tethering to my phone. I should stop. Screw it. No more tethering. You're <laughs> anyway. gonna free. I think my phone now is slower than my uh, my home internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Anyways. just uh. Aaron just had some of the text. She's watching the Homeland show, Homeland, which had uh, Dr. Pershing on it and 
And and Din Jaren was on it as well. Pedro Pascal was on it. They had those two actors were on the show. But anyway, she just discovered there's an eighth season and she decided to text me three times to tell me how excited she is <laughs> about that. Um, nice. Anyway, I'm not tethering for my phone. The internet seems to have been working a lot better. <laughs> you, you went pixelated, but whatever. <laughs> right, hey, hey, as long as you can hear me fine, I guess that's all that matters. Really. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars is a lot of fun. We have to. Uh, we got Ray Randy Kenobi here asking a question. Brock, are you ready for this? Yeah. So I have to go to you because I haven't read the High Republic yet because I am a fake fan. I'm not a real Star Wars fan, so I haven't had a chance to read it yet. Um. So hold on. Oh, sorry. One second. I have to pull it up. Let me just grab this and get to it. And Randy Kenobi says. Um, with uh, the new context provided from the High Republic content that's come out so far, so nothing but you know, no assumptions, just everything we know so far. What tie-ins do you think we might see with that and the Acolyte on Disney Plus? And what tie-ins do you want to see? May the force be with you. And may the force be with you, Randy Kenobi. Thank you for your support. So, Brock, you've read the books. I haven't. I, I can I know who I think I would like to see tie into the accolade, but who would you like to see tie into the accolade based on these books? That's it's hard to even hypothesize because like what is the accolade about? Like who is the accolade? Because currently the, the the villains are Ni- the Nihil and uh Oh, I forgot to say, I have the name in the, 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 like, the leader of the Nile is, like, kind of interesting. He's, he, they write him as, like, a relatable character, and then by the end, you're like, oh, this guy is evil. So, there is, he has an interest in the Jedi without actually being a force wielder, which is interesting. So, like, an acolyte could be somehow with, with that. I don't know, I guess, like, acolyte sounds villainous right i mean let is let's look up the definition of acolyte <laughs> so i was gonna, it's usually religious. so mm-hmm. can you okay you're gonna look that up so you can't answer my question while you're looking that up but what exactly are the nihil they're just they're 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 like pirates i guess but like the big thing about them is they wear metal helmets like masks mm-hmm. like twisted metal on their faces and they will like attack other ships using like nerve gas that will like knock people out and basically they'll take everything and pretty much kill everyone it's like they're just like they're a swarm they used to be like in the book it says like they're they used to be an unorganized gang but now this Martian Rowe, that's the that's the villain leader. He's like he's like brought them together. So that's who they are. They're just like they're just bad dudes. Is is there a chance that that, that leader is working for somebody else on the side? Uh or not, or he's the, he's the puppet of somebody else. No, no, I know what you mean. Uh there's like no hints at that whatsoever. But I haven't finished the second book yet, so I could be wrong. Um because he's pretty evil enough as it is, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So uh, it says here, um, Acolyte is one who assists a member of the clergy in a liturgical service by performing minor duties. One who attends assists a leader. Yeah. So like Acolyte, we're taking it as like 
something menacing, but it doesn't necessarily like usually it's referred to like someone who's very like devoted to a cause. Mm -hmm. And I think I feel like Acolytes has been used in Star Wars before, like well, Acolytes are both beyond Sith. from the aftermath books, also. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so like that's the thing. What is the acolyte? So it's hard to like make a call on that alone. And that's something you can rein it ring in on too, because it's sort of like, ooh, interesting. And then also it's Leslie Headland's project, and she's saying it's uh <laughs> there's a lot of martial arts happening in it and it's female driven. So like and I, I, but I, th I think the reason why we're associating Accolade with villainous is, I think, partially because of probably those books, but also I believe they said that it was it'd be focused more on the dark side, like it's about a villain, like that's mm -hmm. who it is. So, um, I, I think I, I'm pretty sure when they announced that that's what they announced was that it focuses more on on the villainous aspect, the right. dark side, or something like that. So that could be why we um, automatically just assume uh, that it, yeah. that it's evil. So, yeah, I mean, with what we know so far in the High Republic, like, the only villainy is really the Nihil. There is a, like, there is a presence of the dark side, but in the mm -hmm. sense of, like, when Luke goes into the cave on Dagobah, that kind of sense of dark side. There's no one in there. It's just dark side exists in it. They actually reference, like, the dark side exists in plants. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> so... Mm. I, no, I'm, I'm thinking about the the Agalite and because it's going to connect to the High Republic. Mm. But if it takes us at the end of the High Republic, that has to lead us into the 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 fall of the Jedi, which is the next timeline, mm. right? So the Acolyte yeah, yeah. would realistically be that bridge that gets us from the High Republic to the fall of the Jedi. Unless they, for whatever reason, decide to add another branch in there, but I don't think they will. They seem that seems pretty set in stone, like that order that they gave us. Like you know, this is that, that, that. they could add things to them, but I think those eras are what they are, and this is going to be that gap that that bridges them or the bridge that bridges the gap. Jeez. So I, I just I'm I'm curious. Like it's female driven, Sith. Uh, if Sith exists, they're in the shadows. You're learning, you know, all these new little things, like you said about the dark side from these books and how the dark side is viewed and whatnot in the High Republic era, which should be translated into this show in some capacity. But also, the show is the end of the High Republic era, and we don't know how long the High Republic era lasts for, right? And we don't know where in the High Republic era these books necessarily take place either. Are these books yeah. the the end? of the of the high republic are they the middle are they beginning are they you know we don't yeah. i don't think we know exactly where they are so all of that you know all of those are are questions that need to be answered before we can definitely yeah. connect these dots it's always fun to speculate though and i you know I, the, the way you're describing the night the nihil 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 yeah n-i-h-i-l they sound like they sound super cool and, and intriguing yeah um and uh, they they said they sound and they're kind of like what you described but like henchmen yeah <laughs> like well, you yeah. Know, yeah like like a super villain's henchman or something you know the penguins yelling at them to go go take out batman or go rob a van so i mean you know i i from what you're saying and what i've read about everything they seem 
the most like the most obvious to bleed over and I don't know about any of the Jedi characters because I don't know the the time period that the books and the show take place so is Avar Chris dead by the time the acolyte show starts yeah. is she's super old I have no idea how you would put her in there so I can't really say that but but those villains seem like characters that I would like to see in live action because as the Mandalorian mm. has shown us masks rule Oh yeah, and the main villain has a mask. He'll take it off, but like that's the big thing. Like he'll wear it because I think he's referred to as the eye, and his is like a helmet with a big, like glowing, oh nice red thing in the center, more or oh, less. Oh, I've seen that picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, um, yeah. I mean, it's it would be nice if Avar Chris is somehow in that show, but it doesn't have to be because I, I, yeah, gauging on where exactly the books take place in this era. I would assume like you use a touchstone to figure out an era of time. Right. So the emergence of, or like the emergence, which is like that ship blows up in hyperspace and then parts of it are literally emerging in different parts of the galaxy. And they're trying to like figure out where it's going to be to control any chaotic, you know, a planet blows up because a piece of a ship hits it at like alarming speeds. So I would Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I would argue then that the beginning of the high Republic era is like that touchstone of the emergence. So uh, I don't know, like uh, I could be wrong. Look, another cool thing to happen to, and I don't think half of what I'm going to say is based on what Leslie Hedlund said. I don't think it will, but Avar, Chris, or someone, one of the Jedi that you're meeting now, that's the only name that I think I know. (laughs) I haven't read it, like I said. Um, It could act as an Obi-Wan type character, like an original trilogy Obi-Wan type character for new characters, for possibly a very young Qui-Gon Jinn even. I know there's, you know, there's Dooku is his, but you know, there's, you could, I mean, but again, I don't think Qui-Gon would be around because even though there's the possibility that this will bridge a gap, I still think there has to be 50 to 100 years between these eras yeah yeah so but the acolyte could have a lot of young dooku young qui-gon young um what's his face um mace mace windu like and then yeah that's the cool thing they're making an engaging story in high republic so far and they don't even have to include existing characters Mm -hmm. but they can that's still in their back pocket you can drop in a darth plagueis you can drop in a palpatine at any moment and you're like, oh, <laughs> Plagueis seems to be. You brought that up. Plagueis is like this character who everyone knew from Legends. He's but but you know, the Revenge of the Sith. Yet there's that monologue that everyone loves mm-hmm. and the memes love, and it's great. And it's a great backstory to the Sith kind of in the shadows emerging. But that story of Plagueis and then the Plagueis Palpatine story as well. Those are two big, big, big Star Wars events. That have not been touched. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, there's the Plagueis novels, which are now legends, but they have not been yeah, touched. Exactly. And it's yeah. like, and that is, is a gold mine. And I'm not saying that should not be what the Acolyte yeah. is. If the Acolyte is separate. No. Unless the Acolyte is about young Shivp, whatever. But, or, uh, so, um, I mean, what if they made Plagueis, could Plagueis be a female? And that's the female driven Acolyte. Yeah. And, and, but the Acolyte is actually palp. I don't know. I just you know they, they could 
There could be no Darth Plagueis, too. That's the thing. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, your yeah, source just... is Palpatine, and he's a liar. <laughs> but if that's so... the case, then that's also information that would be nice yeah. to have, too. Exactly. That so, would... like, interesting. That... I mean, could you? Oh, my God. Can you imagine? First of all, I really think fanboys would lose their minds if that was a kid. That would be the ultimate bomb to drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no Plagueis. I made him up. <sighs> awesome all those memes just a waste mm-hmm. waste of time i'm down though like i you know i'm i'm I'm. each week we do this show and i talk to you i get more and more intrigued on on these books yeah. i'll probably get to them at some point but the you know until that acolyte show i guess even be, begins i don't even think begins filming is what i should say until we see a piece of footage from it who the heck knows anything because you know, if the Mandalorian gives us any indication, they're going to shoot stuff and we are going to be in the dark until they want us to be out of the dark. So we will see some character designs. I, I guarantee you, if something small from the books, you know, even something like there could be big things from the books, but something small from the books will be, you know, the first entertainment weekly exclusive picture that we get or whatever, you know, like. And then, you know, you who read the book will be like, that's, oh my God, that's on page 62 of the light of the Jedi. <laughs> And that's how it'll be, but we won't know anything else, and that'll be something small, kind of like with the Mandalorian, where they, you know, we said this all last year when they're like, "Oh, uh, Michael Bean's in it. Oh, Bo-Katan's in it. Oh, maybe Ahsoka." But that's not the big thing. What could the big thing be? And of course, the big thing is Luke Skywalker. So even though we knew things that were coming, we didn't know the big thing that was coming. Yeah, yeah. So that brings it back to like Ray Park, where it's just like. Star Wars doesn't just let them do whatever the heck they want. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I absolutely, I really think that he's just doing this for, I don't, I said trolling as a joke to you earlier, but I, I think it's more <laughs> just bringing you know, excitement back and positivity back into Star Wars fandom and just being like, this is what we love. We don't, they don't, like the other stuff is nonsense. Like we shouldn't even be concerned with, Stupid things, you know, like I didn't like Luke, or I didn't like the green lightsaber. I didn't like, like we shouldn't worry about that. We should enjoy. We should instead of you know reveling in what we hate, we should share what we love or whatever Rose Tico says at the end. But you need to like focus on the positives, not the negative. And you know, we'll all live long, happy lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. uh, uh I love High Republic. I really just <laughs> not finished that book yet. It just was like I couldn't focus this week on reading. I hope to finish it this week. I think I have like 120 pages left. Um, it's cool. Um, actually, I want kind of. I only read the first comic. You did read a Maybe comic. I know that. I can't remember if I've read the second one or not. Uh, but like it is, it is really fun. Um, but it's so fresh that it's like it's hard to remember all the names. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like they've done this really good job of like there's like they're like ensemble books so far, right? As much as Ava Chris seems to be at the forefront, that's just because we, that's what we were shown first, and we keep seeing her. She's on the cover. She's she's a yeah. main character in the book, and they set her up as like an important character, but like. I wouldn't even say she's the main character of uh, Light of the Jedi, right? 
So, and uh, that happens in all the other books where it's like, there's a, like, there's a strong female character. There's a strong male character. There's uh, an eclectic supporting cast. Uh, there's a, <laughs> I haven't told you this in the new, the book I'm reading right now by Justine Ireland or no, sorry, Justine Ireland. That was the team. Why? Um, Claudia gray. <laughs> it's, they, they, the Jedi go on this ship, and the the like navigator is a rock that apparently <laughs> is like. I don't know. They still haven't. I haven't gotten to a part where they actually explain it. But like the rest of the crew can understand him. They call him Geode. It's not his actual name, but he's like a sentient rock that's also like. So it's just like, <laughs> it's sort of uh, it's interesting. I think the Lucasfilm publishing or the story group or whatever you want to call it. They're just sort of letting these writers like, okay, you've proven yourselves as Star Wars writers already. Now we have a whole like section to, to work with, do whatever, what, whatever you want. So like the characters are really, really cool. Um, yeah. So I think that's as much as we could answer for Randy Skywalker. Uh, everybody listening or watching or whatever you do with this, Send us your your thoughts, and we'll read them. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we'll talk about it next week. I don't know. Maybe next <laughs> How week. How do these things work? We've done this for 203 episodes. 203 episodes. We don't have anything. Rebelscumbags at gmail.com is how you can contact us. If you're on our Patreon, you can send us a message on Patreon. Also, uh, we're going to do top five supporting characters from The Mandalorian later today. you got Hollow News coming up, and shortly we'll get to Never Tell Me the Odds. Um, yeah, I... The future of Star Wars right now is uh, a very exciting time. Somebody asked me the other day, like, how have you been talking about Star Wars for that long? And I was like, Meh. there's always something new. Like, they, you know, they, they keep coming with it and and we're going to keep uh, enjoying it, uh, you know, until yeah. until they stop making them, which is never going to happen. It's, a, it, you know, back in that dump truck full of money onto the, the Disney lot. So they're going to keep doing it. And, and I'm really wondering when that, when we're going to get that one episode or series or movie where you and I leave it and we're like, eh. yeah, yeah, I think, it's coming. I, think it's I, don't know. I don't know if I said this to you on a show or like in real life or I said it to someone else. It's just sort of like I've come to a point, maybe it's my age where I'm just like, I'm just interested in, in all of it, but it's just sort of like, I'll watch it. I, I'm more interested just to see how it adds. It does, it's. I don't even know if I care about quality anymore. Like, so because it's like I feel like when I read a novel, it's like, oh, how does this change something? You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, it's not so much. Uh, like I would say, I probably like the Charles Soule book more than Claudia the Claudia Gray book, but I, I don't want to make that final call till I finish the book, finish, yeah. but. You know what I mean? So, so I, I guess maybe I should be a little bit more critical. I do spend money on these things, so know, you know that, that's a, that's an interesting point because I, you know, I believe you know you shouldn't. I believe like it's all subjective, but I I I think though when you watch something, you could enjoy. When it comes to entertainment, you're allowed to enjoy it on whatever whatever level you wish to enjoy it on. You know, and I think if you uh, just be genuine to your opinion, basically, right? Like, like you, if you enjoy everything based on that, then I think that's enough. And if 
people don't, then they don't. And if people like it because of this or that, that's fine. I don't think it's funny how Star Wars fans always need to justify why they like Star Wars. You know, like I think Marvel might be good. I see a lot of like negative stuff on WandaVision coming up now, I guess because it's a hit show and you got to poo poo a hit <laughs> show. But like, so I guess Marvel fans are may have to start doing it, but but they generally have never had to be like, well, you know, the reason why the Avengers Endgame was so good, like they no one they don't justify the Thanos snap. They don't have to. They feel like they're confident that they like something of quality. And Star Wars fans, for whatever reason, we have to justify everything about liking a Star Wars movie, and it's tiring and pointless because we like it. There's we don't need. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to to justify my reasoning for liking something to you and you don't have to, to me. And yeah. that's, how it's going to be, I, 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 by the way, I did enjoy last week's episode of the WandaVision. Um, yeah. It was, uh, one of my favorites of the year, I would say. Cause the week before I was really, really ticked off that the 80s sitcom was 16 by nine. I'm still like, <laughs> But, but the reason why <laughs> yeah, I said it honestly was remember like the first few episodes they were so working so hard to make everything perfect for the t- era, right? And then the eighties are like, yeah, it's like they got tired. Yeah. It's like they just got tired and like, nah. and so yeah, it seems odd. Unless like, did they shoot in sixty nine? But then yeah, I'm guessing they were all shot sixteen. Now, I just, I, I, you know, unless they want you to start to feel like something's amiss here, and that's why they did it sixteen nine. No, no, I mean like in actuality, in the eighties, was were all cameras shooting four three or when did sixteen sixteen by nine for the public wasn't till two thousand. It was probably the nineties though, because I'm pretty sure if you watch old behind the scenes really? of like Cheers and stuff, they've got like little four by three monitors on their has there a shot like in front of a live studio audience on that i don't you know what i don't know maybe but either way either way if the justification for her yeah. being in this world of old tv shows because she associated it with what she watched on tv when she was a kid she wouldn't have watched the tv yeah. show in the 80s and 16 by 9 so that yeah. argument is a moot point outside of that though everything that they've done tv wise like is like spot on like yeah, and that's just why like, that, that stuck out to me. It didn't like, ruin the episode for me. Obviously, like, it just threw me every time. Like, no, you you've been doing so well, and that, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, like I mean, what more can what new thing can you say about Star Wars right now that isn't like just like look at like here's a story and here's the characters, but like like High Republic feels different, but it's not that different. Right, it's still the same galaxy. It still has evil people and good people. It still has Jedi and space travel. Like that's Star Wars. Like so, there's not much more you can say in the Star Wars realm that is out there to blow your mind. Right? Out like it's yeah. And, and I, don't, I don't think you can do really that much. Right? It's not even speculative. But when you get to a certain point, does it stop being Star Wars anyway? No, I don't mm. like. Like, I mean, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, it's just sort of like, oh, we have Leslie Headland. She made Russian Doll, and we have uh, who's else coming up? Uh, um, Taika Waititi, and he made one of the best Mandalorian episodes, and he made Thor interesting again, and he makes amazing indie movies, and Jojo Rabbit. Like, it's like there's only so much they can do. It's not like gonna like. 
oh wow if they're not gonna re reimagine a wheel in my opinion they could but like why would you like why do you need to it's, if, if it's you're going to you i think you go because you know what you just said about taika waititi doing thor ragnarok is i yeah. love that movie was i was i didn't like the first thor too much i thought the second one was okay and the third one's i thought was fantastic and it's yeah. it's different but it it lives within the same yeah. world and the same MCU world. He yeah, doesn't like, go outside the just, box on anything other than aspects. The premise of like it's like oh they tried to do this serious, but like it's a it's a goofy premise to begin with. So let's make it fun and like that's what that's what Taika Waititi does on a daily basis, right? Yeah, he sees so, the he sees the humor in life, and, and even in tragedy, he sees the humor. But and he lucked, but it, like the also too though is he lucked out with Chris Hemsworth as Thor, who yeah. can do comedy. Yeah, yeah like could yeah. you imagine somebody like another actor in that spot that just could not, like not everyone could do that, and 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 yeah. Mark Ruffalo has those chops as well. So, and then Jeff bringing in Jeff Goldblum was brilliant. Yeah, so it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I just feel like when you make a Star Wars film, you're just building on another thing. You know, here's yeah. your sandcastle and you keep adding to the sand. It's like when you come, when you're at my house, you can't see it, but like my wall of pops. It's like, you know, it's great. Just like, wow, look at all these different things. But like, it doesn't make it anything new. It's just more and more and more and more, right? It's just like, oh, this is very nice. You seem to like this. Like, there's nothing deep into it outside of the fact, like, I like to spend money on little toys. Like, <laughs> But that's so. what you like. It's like when people criticize a band because all their songs sound the same. But the reason why you like that band is because of the sound of the band. It, you know, it's a, I guess it's a catch-22 on why people like certain things. But that's what it is. We like Star Wars because of whatever the hell it brings us. Yeah. As long as it continues to, to give us that, we're going to continue to like it. And yeah. and that's uh, gonna be that when it comes to Star Wars. Eventually, though, someone's gonna make a clunker. Like I'm sure there's a Funko Pop that you saw and you went, "Ooh, Ooh. yeah, oh, absolutely." Even though the, even though it probably looks very similar to one that you have, there's something about it that's just like it's off-putting to you, right? Like and that's how Star Wars is gonna be. There's gonna be a Star Wars movie that comes out, and for some people, it's Last Jedi. For some people, it's uh, the Rise of Skywalker. For some people, it's all three of the prequels, and for some people, it's uh, the original trilogy because they're terrible movies. No, I'm joking. <laughs> New Hope is uh, the most underrated Star Wars movie ever made. That's just a fact. Uh, I think it's just it's uh, it's the original, so it's just like, I know. You so can't everyone's really just like, her. but it's you know people. I, you know, and I'm saying this as like to me, like I'm criticizing myself on this one. <laughs> like you know, yeah. when you you're like it's it's solid. Anyway, you want to go to the odds? Let's do it. Sir, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. Never tell me the odds. Brought to you and me and James by the wonderful people that support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Rebel Scum Podcast. Check it out. Support us. Uh, Thank you very much. If you do, if you don't, that's cool. Thank you for watching us or listening to us or however you are ingesting our content. The wonderful people that do support us are the following bunch. Heidi Fetter, executive producer, Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Phil Standiforth, Sooner Thron, Scott D, 
Josh Price, Matt W., Rez, Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, D. Raven, Spencer, Cosmic Girl, Zero Two, Gleek Play One, Disney, Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Aaron Quinton, Jericho Kane, Denna Nerds, and the Girls with Sabres. Now, does Randy Skywalker fall on this list? Randy Kenobi. Randy Kenobi, sorry, you, you just wrote on the thumbs. Yeah, I got it. Uh, Randy right, cool, Kenobi, cool. right up there. Yeah, brand new. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. You will be added to the list. What are today's odds, Mr. Did James? you not get Randy on your list? I don't see it. That means I sent it to you before I updated it. Yeah, that's Sorry, right. Man. You just move. You, you <laughs> see that we've made a mistake, and you move past it like I was doing. But okay. No, no, no. We're gonna call it up because this is a, a dear supporter of ours, and we're gonna give Randy Kenobi their due. And thank mm-hmm. you for your support. All right, never tell me the odds. <laughs> yeah, move past it. <laughs> uh, never tell me the odds. Will Luke Skywalker appear on the Ahsoka show? Will we see Luke Skywalker appear on the Ahsoka Tano show? I'm going to go low because I actually was thinking about this recently. I'm like, does Ahsoka know who Luke is? Because Luke isn't closed off from the Force at this point. Perhaps Ahsoka is, but because uh, we don't really know what happens to her after she's yanked out of the world between worlds by um, Ezra. So I'm going to go low, 20%. I mean... That would be cool, but like I don't. For some reason, I feel like they want to distance these two. I, yeah, and and you know how I feel about Luke. I said from the minute, you know, I'm done. I'm 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 fine with Luke. I think his story is good and gone. If they need him for whatever reason, fine. I do think it'd be a nice. There could there's potential for a moment between Ahsoka and Luke that could be very nice because of her. Uh, association with his father and whatnot, but uh, is it necessary? I don't know. I haven't seen any of these scripts, but I'm going to go low as well. I'm going to go 17% because I think Luke was so impactful and people loved it and some hated it, but but it was such a great moment in the Mandalorian finale, season finale, that you keep going to that well and you're going to get tired. And uh, you don't want to do that to Luke Skywalker. He, he's had his moment in the Twin Suns. Uh, our next one, will we see a High Republic Jedi in live action? We kind of uh, touched on this briefly in our chat, but will we see anyone, any Jedi from the High Republic books or comics appear in a live action show or movie? I think absolutely at some point, but I don't know when. I feel like... In 20 years that they're still doing this, someone's definitely going to drop it in. Like, And I say 20 years, like someone who's reading it now as a youngster, a teenager or whatever, who then will later become a part of film or TV and works for Lucasfilm and writes his all eyes like, oh, wouldn't it be great if we drop this old character in here or like a scene or like some reference to the High Republic? I can see that happening. Uh, I think they'll try to do it sooner. Because it, it rem- this question reminds me of like comics where like they think that they somebody is a huge fan and is also a writer or an artist and they're like, oh, do you remember like thirty years ago they had this one character? What if we brought him back and we gave him a metal arm and we called him the Winter Soldier? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go eighty percent. I just don't know when, right? 
Yeah, I'm going to go 79. I'm with you. I don't know when, but how do you not? I mean, it could be sooner than later, too. Yeah. If, if the High Republic, um, they, they, I think all every single one of the, the novels has reached number one in some, uh, on the New York Times bestseller, I believe. So if these yeah. books are a hit and people are enjoying these books and you have intriguing characters, why not put them on TV, on Disney Plus? Yep. It, we're we're all dying for new content on Disney Plus. Yep. We're getting you know all those Marvel shows, and there are a lot of Star Wars shows coming. True, but aside from Boba Fett and Mandalorian season three, nothing is really concrete yet on what we're getting. Or Andor, and and I I, I still don't. I'm still not going to put Obi Wan in there, but Obi Wan's happening. But like, there's there's just keep toss. There's 52 weeks in a year. Right? 52? 52 weeks a year. That's a lot of shows you could throw in. That's five series of 10-week episodes. Right? Mm-hmm. And then two weeks off for us to breathe and and chat. So, you know, I, just give us more. All right, our final odd. Will Fennec Shand be on Boba Fett, Mando, and Ahsoka? Will Fennec Shand appear on three of those four connected shows? Ah, uh, you know what? I'm gonna go 100. percent I, I mean, I, I guess Ahsoka might be the one that she's least likely to show up on. But like, her gonna be for sure gonna be in Boba Fett. She's definitely in Bad Batch. Uh, to put her, not put her in Mando. After being in both first two seasons, like, don't make new characters just keep bringing them back the other ones and they and like they said they all these shows are going to connect so that's an easy the, the one thing with not creating new sh- characters though and mando i think is a is a different animal because he goes different places like if you never yeah. brought back grief cargo or cara dune i don't think i would have batted an eye yeah because he yeah. just keeps bouncing around so i love i and i do appreciate what you're saying like don't bring in new characters if you have old ones that we all love that's fine but also, yep. I mean, it kind of fits his storyline that he's bound to meet new characters. I mean, I'm, I'm focusing a lot on this whole, like, all these shows are going to interconnect in mm-hmm. some way. Like, you can make new characters in each show, but, like, limit because of then, because if you create a character in Ahsoka, that character can go to Mando at some point. Yes. I don't know how they're going to do it, but, like, right? So that's how I kind of see it. It's like, yeah, you'll create characters but only as you gain more shows. So it's just like a small, I mean, it's star Wars. You, you don't really want that, but like, I, I, I like what Mando's done so far, but anyways, yeah, I'm sticking with hundred percent. Like I think Mignot is like, yes, put me in all of the star Wars. please. <laughs> and everyone's down for it. So you might as well, I'm, I'm going to go another se- I'm going to go 71, 73, whatever percent somewhere around there. I, I, it's a good chance. Why not? You have her, she's available. You're shooting everything in front of a freaking TV set. Yeah. Anyway, it's <laughs> Like she, she can go in one day and be like, you're going to do uh, all three series right now. Uh, say this line. Say that line. Say that. All right, you're good to go. And then all of a sudden, she's on four different shows. And you don't even you know, whatever. She's, she's like, I didn't even know I was on that show. Kind of like uh, Gwyneth Paltrow being in Spider-Man uh, Homecoming. She's like, I didn't know I was in that movie. Like, Yay. Uh, so that's uh, look, it's a great time to be a Star Wars fan. A lot of exciting stuff coming up. Uh, with it and um, I, you know Thrawn is Thrawn is Thrawn the key to Disney on Star Wars maybe we'll talk about that a different week but uh, he's okay. coming Thrawn is coming 
Hollow News? On like Thrawn Key Kong. Thronuary. Thrawn Key Kong. Okay. You want to go to the news? Let's do it. All right, here we go. Hollow News. Da 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 da. Hollow da 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 da. I'm reaching in to try my microphone. Now, Hollow News. All news, news you need to know right now. Head on over to StarWars.com because you know they got the exclusives. Um, they are excited to reveal this week that uh, a mysterious and striking teasing image from Marvel of a very legendary bounty hunter. That's right, Boba Fett. There is, we don't know, it's a teaser image. We don't know if it's a cover. It's just an image of Boba Fett. Uh, he's depicted with a blaster in one hand and a spear in the other. Standing in front of a wall, it looks shelled from heavy fire, and the words of Boba Fett, nowhere to hide, grace the bottom of the teaser. Uh, and StarWars.com, I mean, as of this recording, it's saying tomorrow they will reveal what it is. So probably by this by the time this comes out, it will be up. So go over to StarWars.com and find it out. It's from Marvel, so... Anyways, moving on. Uh, uh, earlier this week, uh, a Twitter account dedicated to posting vintage pictures shared a set of image of Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill on the set of Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back, in which Mark Hamill happily retweeted to share more context. The photos themselves are likely to spark a huge wave of nostalgia for Star Wars fans. They offer up a lovely glimpse of what life was like for the actors behind the scenes of one of the biggest movie franchises of all times. And then Mark Hamill chimed in with his own... Uh, uh, what what the, what the picture what was happening what was going on it's basically just him and carrie taking a picture together he says it was on the first day of empire in Finns, norway she had no scenes there but came along just to hang out and not miss any of the fun she always regretted not coming to tunisia for star wars it was always it was also a way to make sure she got her own crew snow jacket and yes i still have mine and then he ended with hashtag true story so that's fun it's a really nice picture. Check it out. I wish I could have one of those jackets. And we were already talking about High Republic. Well, guess what? Uh, High Republic will be releasing an exclusive cover for High Republic number three. It's going to be that Wanted Comics variant cover featuring the art of Will Sliney. His stunning image of Martian Row, like martian martian i don't i this is probably the first time i've ever said it in real life that character's name he is the main villain in high republic right now uh he's the leader of the nile and the picture you can check it out i think on starwars.com but just type in high republic number three you will see he is holding he's in his usual getup as described in right uh light of the jedi but he's holding what looks like a gun and out of it is coming a lightsaber which, if you've read *Light of the of the Jedi*, he takes a Jedi's lightsaber at the very end of the book. So he has a general interest in the Jedi and how their powers work. So here's a little taste of what might be coming in the future of High Republic. Keep in mind, though, it's it's Marvel Comics, and a cover page or a cover image doesn't necessarily mean something that's going to happen in the actual story. But it's a cool image, so go check it out. And this has been your Hollow News. Da, 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 da. Great stories. Um, <clears throat> thanks for ruining the ending of Light of the Jedi. <laughs> now I don't have to read it. That's uh, 
Always, always a blast. Yeah, that uh, the Boba Fett thing is uh, intriguing, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I don't. Know. I <laughs> we'll see what happens. It 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 could be a fun ride. It could be a. Uh, I mean, I guess they know what's happening on season one of the Book of Boba Fett, so it could tie into that. It could show us how he ends up on on. Um, Without his armor and tattooing, things like that. So there's a lot of, but it looks like this is after all that. Who knows what the hell this is? He's got his, he's got his gear on, right? So looks like yeah, it's gonna, it so. looks like it's gonna be a good time. Are you gonna buy it? I don't know. I haven't been reading as many comics. I like to save my money. <laughs> You're too busy on the High Republic. You're all in on yeah, High exactly. Republic. All right, want to yeah. go to top five? Top five. What's today's top five? Mr. Top James, five supporting characters from The Mandalorian. So obviously no Din Djarin well, and no Grogu. You can't have Din or Grogu. Uh, but you can have basically anybody else except for Din or Grogu. Um, I'm just going to start. Yeah, IG-11 is my number five. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, you know, there's season one had some great characters and, and IG-11 was one of them. And there's always like those shows that come out and there's a character or two in the first season and they get killed off and they're kind of forgotten by by season like 12. And uh, IG-11, you know, if this is only a four-season show, fine. But I, I feel like he's going to be a, a beloved character but forgotten also. It's going to be a weird thing where you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was a great character. And then, you know, that, that'll be that. There won't be many cosplayers dressing up as IG-11 at... Uh, a celebration. <laughs> I would love to see that. I'm sure someone's done oh. it. I just, uh, yeah, like, how would you even do that? It would, like, it'd be like a puppet or something. So you wear all yeah. black or something. Like you yeah. just wear, like, green screen and <laughs> around with a puppet. So, what's your number five? <laughs> My number five is going to be Trapper Wolf, Tracker Wolf, whatever it is. <laughs> Dave Logie's character. He is the new era of <laughs> reoccurring X-Wing pilots, so give a shout-out. Um, I love it. I like he doesn't even say anything in season two, but he's there. That's all that matters. I wonder if uh, Filoni cursed at Favreau. Favreau's like, you're going to be this guy. Oh, and he's like, all right, all right. <laughs> but I'll do it because I love it. Um, my number four is Grief Karga. Big grief cargo fan. I I um I personally would like to see more of grief. Actually, grief cargo is my number three, but I'm gonna put him number four because I set it out of order. Grief cargo. I want to see more grief cargo. Um, I don't want him because of what's going on. I don't really want him in Range of the New Republic because of his character arc. But at the same time, I would follow him onto that show because I want more grief cargo. Give me more Carl Weathers, and I am good to go. <laughs> my number four is going to be Cosca Reeves, aka Sasha Banks, nice. uh, from season two. Uh, she returned, that's cool. Uh, it's nice to see Mandalorians that take their helmets off. So, and I follow Sasha Banks on Instagram already, so I'm just like, Yeah, I hope cool. you, uh, I hope your number one is Axe Wolves. <laughs> it actually absolutely is. Why would you ruin my list? <laughs> my my number over. three. Uh, the armor is supposed to be my number four, but my number three is the armor. I like the armor. I want to know more about this character, um, and and 
the armor has one of my favorite moments from the series when she crushes those stormtroopers in the season one. Is season one finale or the second last? Whatever one episode that is. She crushes those stormtroopers. Love that moment. Uh, she's very um, mythic and... Uh, mysterious as well and there's a lot going on there and there's a reason why mando follows her and uh, i want and i'm I'm anxious to learn more about the about the armorer uh yeah my uh my number three is gonna be mithral i I, I just can't remember the characters horatio sands Sands. again it's just like (laughs) One little a character dropped in the first season, and all of a sudden is like back again. I'm like, yeah, and he's just fun. It's like, it's also it's nice to get characters that aren't like there to like help or hinder the heroes. Even though he does, no, he he gets forced to help them, right? Like he does, like he's just there. He exists, mm-hmm. but he doesn't really want to do anything. But he's kind of pulled along. I like characters like that where it's just like, yeah. And he is like the first character we're introduced to in the show. Yeah, in exactly. the series, Mando walks in. He's there, and that was like our our first Star Wars TV series had Horatio Sands as the the focal point, which is incredible. My yeah, yeah. Um, my number two is Mayfeld. Mm. I, I like Mayfeld in the first season, but in the second season, in that one episode, he just like that scene with him and the Imperial. The, that Imperial almost made my list, because, but the the character, it's more the everything about that scene is just one of my favorite scenes that goes on, and you really get an understanding of the Empire, and then the thing is, and maybe this was around when George Lucas had it, but the one thing with this new era of Lucasfilm, uh, since twenty. Whenever they got rid of, whenever they made Legends, Legends started their new stuff was, you really saw Imperials that didn't want to be Imperials, like the defectors and people like that who didn't fully believe in the cause, but kind of were forced into it. And I really like seeing that part of Mayfeld in season two. And and again, just like Luke Skywalker, just like a bunch, I don't care if he ever comes back. Frank, like I'm good. Like I've had enough Mayfeld. That's fine. We're good to go. If he does, great. But at the same time, I'm not I'm not begging for more. I'm not dying for more. I've got enough. But I just thought that that episode two specifically was a phenomenal uh, character development for that guy, Mayfeld. My number two is going to be Doctor Pershing because nice. it's just like, yeah, tell me more. <laughs> I don't, is he alive? Is he dead? I can't remember. But like. I just want to know what he's doing. Why is he wearing a cloning jacket? And why is what is he doing with Grogu's blood? I want to know. And the actor, I don't remember his name, love being a part of it. Nothing but nice things to say. Yeah. Super stoked. And, and you know what? That is as as small a thing as that is, it's nice to just see like when you are an actor, I think, and working in that industry, it's nice to see that you appreciate a role that you've got in a franchise such as Star Wars. It's, it's that is, I think. You know, we say this all the time, like Sam Witwer is a great ambassador for the brand. You need people like that. And uh, he's one of them. Mm. And an intriguing character to boot. Uh, my number one is the only character that matters on this show, and that's Quill. <laughs> and I have spoken. <laughs> my number one is the only character that matters on this show, and it is Pelimoto, Amy Sedaris, <laughs> the wonderful mechanic on Tatooine. Uh, if she's not in every episode or every season, 
at some point. I'm going to be really disappointed. I understand she doesn't really leave Tatooine, so it means you have to keep going back to Tatooine. But, but Book of Boba maybe Fett is right there. Them. Yeah. Exactly. Imagine she gets so. hired by Boba Fett. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what, John Favreau? He's, she's been in a few Favreau stuff, most notably, of course, Elf. Everyone loves her in Elf. Yeah. And um, sure, <laughs> whatever. Bring them all in. That's our top five. Let us know what your top five are. And I just got a text right now. Do they recast Kara Doob or just move on without her? Dune. Typo. Who'd you, you get that from? That's uh, from a, a, my friend Steve. Do they recast Kara Doob or just move on without her? We're not going to talk about it, are we? I don't Just move on. I'm all about the moving on. Like, uh, you know, all these other characters I mentioned that I don't care. Kara Dune, she was not needed after see episode three, <laughs> season one, frankly. Like, the reason why she came back was because, to your point earlier in this podcast, why create new characters when you've got old characters? That's yeah, basically yeah. why she came back, and now you have a chance. Like, and your number what four? Casca uh, Reeves is that is that her name? Cusco. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's your Reeves. replacement right there. You've already <laughs> created your replacement for Cara Dune. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're not really because they're very different. But you know what? You know what I mean. Like you could just slide, yeah. slide her. She loves another ambassador, great ambassador for the brand. Slide her in, make her role bigger. We're good yeah. to go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's yeah. What are we gonna? We can't control what these people are doing in the outside world. I don't know. I I don't I don't know if there's much to be said more about Cardoon, but I don't I don't write the stories, so I can't really make that call, right? So, well, that's the thing. I mean, my my guess is Brock that she was meant to no longer be part of the Mandalorian show, and she was going to move on to the Rangers of the New Republic. And then yeah. when all this stuff happened on social media way way back in like November before the investors call, they kind of took her off of that, and they said, "We'll wait for the dust yeah. to settle on this, and then you'll be part of it." And the dust never settled, and now they're just like, "No, you're just not part of it." And that's what I feel. <laughs> but I'm okay because um, even if that show doesn't happen, we weren't promised Book of Boba Fett at that point. Now we are. <laughs> So they can even be like, no, that show was a decoy for the Book of Boba. They can lie to us like that. Um, that... I was just laughing. Okay. Episode 203. We're going to wrap this up. Brock, anything you want to say? Um, burr, 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 burr. Happy Family Day to Canadian fans. I, think it's I believe Americans. Oh, just Ontario. That's right. No, well, yeah, you're right. Just Ontario, but there is they other have, provinces that have a holiday today or this week. Quebec has um, a, a holiday every other Monday, I believe. So, nice. <laughs> they have the most, I think, in Canada. And them are like Newfoundland have like the most in Canada. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, read High Republic. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay, bye. All right. He's Brian. I'm James. This is episode 203 of the Rebel Scum Podcast. And that guy beside me was always scum. Rebel Scum. Hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.